welcome to the audio ministry of the Family Worship Center located in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy today's message. Grab your Bibles, if you will. Turn to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 26, and we're going to read 7 through 9. That's Matthew 26, verses 7 through 9. And while you're finding that, we're going to read one more verse after that. So the first is Matthew 26, 7 through 9. And then we're going to read Isaiah 51, verse 3. Let's read the first three verses in Matthew. And it reads, There came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose is this waste? Let me read that part again. To what purpose is this what? Waste. Verse 9, for this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. Let's go over to Isaiah now, chapter 51, verse 3. It's up on the screen. Let's read it. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all of her waste places. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let me read that again. He will comfort all of her waste places. And he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. So, 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 so just stay right there. You're going to take your seats in a moment. Stay right there. So in Matthew, the Bible says that they were saying when she brought the alabaster box, to what purpose is this waste? But Isaiah is saying that he will comfort all of her waste places. My subject today Make the waste work for you. Repeat after me. Make the waste work for you. You may take your seats. Lord, let the words of my mouth, meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I'm excited about the word today. This is the year of what? This is the year of what? Now say it one more time like you want it all. This is the year of, yes, restoration. On last Sunday, we heard our dear sister Crystal's testimony about how the Lord fixed some things and turned some things and restored some things around for her and how we all rejoiced. We rejoiced in that. This is the year of restoration. Let let last Sunday... Be an example of what God is going to do this year. That's just the tip of the iceberg of what the Lord wants to do this year. This is the year of restoration. Sooner or later, this is what I, this is what I, when I think about, when I think about the testimony and how, 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 how people are participating in what has happened to help get some recognition because the truth of the matter is, if I may, she's not here, but if I may, if you know, you know, it's it's okay. If I if I may have your your particip- 
your permission. The truth of the matter is, when the accusation came, the media covered it, covered it hard. If I can use a contemporary word that the young people use today, they drug her. And now that everything has changed, where's the media? The most that we have seen is they used a pronoun in reference to her. No picture, no words. So now the message that we're sending is tell the facts now the same way you did when you told the accusation. Because I did a little research, let me take a moment, I did a little research when the accusation came and every media outlet, that, I mean, Everything in Toronto, even British blogs, European blogs, European news sites cover the story and the comments that came under it. People, what I'm trying to say is this. It is the year of restoration. And to some people, you may have felt like that was a waste. Some people look at that and they may have said that was a waste of time. It was a waste of energy. All of this was a waste. But the Bible says that God is saying today that you have to make your waste work for you. Now, for those of you who are tapped in spiritually, you already know where this message is going. You've got to take what has happened to you. You've got to take what you've been through. You've got to take how they scandalized your name, and you've got to make it work for you. You've got to turn it around. See, you can't wallow in it a long time. You've got to take what the Lord has given you, what he's allowed to happen, and make it turn and work in your favor. That's a word right there. I don't have to continue. That's a word right there because all, we've all been through something. We're all going through something. But now we got to make it work for us. Let's get into the word. Let's get into the word. Let's get into the word. Part of the reality that we must face in the process of God manifesting his restoration this year in our lives, part of what we have to deal with is coming face to face with all that we have lost, all that we have failed at all that didn't come to fruition, all that we missed out on, all of the betrayal, all of the, the disappointment, all of the waste. For some of us who have started this journey with the Lord, we have toiled this year, and we started this journey of the year of restoration. We've toiled this year because we've had to revisit some areas of our past in order to get to that restoration. Things that didn't pan out the way we thought they should have. Things that didn't add up to how we calculated and how we planned it out. They ended up seeming like they were simply waste. Waste. Something that is expended carelessly. Waste. Something that, that is, is used with no real purpose. Something that is discarded as fruitless or something that is discarded as uselessness. Something that is considered unnecessary. I'm talking about what waste is. Some examples of waste. You see what? Municipal solid waste. You put it out on your street every week. It's just simply trash. You don't want it anymore. It's no good to you anymore. It has no regard to you anymore. It is refused. It is turned away. It is cast down. We also see hazardous waste. We see biomedical clinical waste. We see radioactive waste. Everywhere we go, we even see electronic waste. When you process an email or when you get junk mail in your email box, what do you do? You throw it where? In the trash. Why? Because it is now waste. It is e-waste. There's even a waste of time, a waste of efforts, a waste of strength, 
a waste of labor. Has anyone ever experienced something or gone through the process of something or participated in something and afterwards you considered it a waste? Anyone? Make your waste work for you. The Bible tells us that Jesus was with his disciples in Bethany, staying at the home of Simon the leper. Staying at the home of Simon the leper. Jesus is staying at the home of Simon the leper, who we come to find out later on that he heals. But why would Jesus stay at the home of a leper? Why would Jesus lay his hind parts down in the home of a man who had no cure to a disease? A disease which in that day required its victims to be quarantined. But yet Jesus decided to stay in the home of Simon the leper. You've got to know that anytime Jesus is engaged in something that is unorthodox, anytime that Jesus is engaged in something that is not trending in popular culture, anytime that Jesus is willing to break all politically correct rules, he is up to something great because Jesus just doesn't follow the norm or follow the status quo. Jesus is up to something great. You've got to know that Jesus is cooking up something great for me. Anytime the Lord is allowing unusual things to visit you, uh-huh. Anytime the Lord is allowing unusual situations in your life that make you uncomfortable, allowing what we call trouble to come your way and shake the foundation of what you know to be norm, he is getting ready to do something great in your life. Can I pick it back on you for a moment, co-pastor Shauna? I heard you last Sunday. You're at the edge of your breakthrough. When trouble comes down your street, when trouble comes down your way, you're at the edge of your breakthrough. Oh, I heard you clear last Sunday, co-pastor. Hallelujah. Make your waste work for you. I don't care what you were told this week. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how uncomfortable you may feel. You cannot serve God. I said you cannot serve God and not know that the outcome of everything is going to be good. Why? Because the Bible tells us that all things work together, what? For good. So things are a little rough. It's a little shaky. It's a little rocky. But all things work together for good. That which was designed to destroy you, that which was designed to tear you apart, will work out for your good. Make your waste work for you. And so Jesus is in the home of this leper with the disciples. And the Bible tells us that while they were there, while Jesus was ministering, he was there ministering and speaking to the disciples, warning them that he was about to be crucified. A woman comes into the house. Again, anytime the Lord is around, he's drawing a crowd. Anytime Jesus was around, he's speaking and he's moving. Something unusual is about to happen. This woman came into the house, and this was an unusual occurrence, for it was custom that the truth of the matter, Sister Bev, is that she really wasn't supposed to be there in that setting. But the Bible tells us that a woman comes into the house. And the Bible tells us that she, did, that she made her way to Jesus. She made her way to Jesus because she had an unusual assignment based on an unusual conviction because she knew that she had to do something unusual. Somebody say unusual. And the Bible tells us that she had an alabaster box, an alabaster box filled with precious, expensive ointment, alabaster. 
It is a, a, a dense stone. It's very similar to marble. That's what alabaster is. The word box is translated into a flask or a vial. So while we may picture in our minds a box, it could have been a flask. It could have been a vial, but it was made out of alabaster. It is a beautiful, precious stone. It was also used to beautify Solomon's temple. Because of its beauty and strength, it was often used to hold precious ointment. So we've already established that this unusual woman has come into an unusual situation, into an unusual location with the conviction of doing something unusual. Is there anyone who could use something right now in your life unusual, something that's a little bit different, something that's, let me use another word, let me use a spiritual word for you. Is there anyone who could use something in your life right now that's supernatural, that is extraordinary, that is above the bar, that is above mankind, that is above science, that is above anything that we could ask or believe? Is there anyone who could use something unusual from God today? Hallelujah. Make your waste work for you. While Jesus sat she began, the Bible says, she began to pour it on him and anoint his head. Now, this lady, she didn't come in and ask for a cup of tea, yeah, with cream, like many of you like to have it, some with lemon, some Cersei tea, some ginger tea, some sour salt. Yeah, I've done my research. She didn't come in and ask for a cup of tea. She didn't want to use the powder room so she could go in and put on her Sephora or her Fenty or her MAC makeup. She needed to get to Jesus so she could experience the, somebody say, unusual. Is there anyone in here today who's desperate for God that you will do anything to experience the unusual with him? I'm pursuing an unusual encounter from God. God, I've already come to you and I've given my life to you, but today I need you to do something supernatural. I need you to do something unusual. I need you to do something that's going to cause CP24 to report that story. I need you to do something that's going to cause people to, to run up out of here and tell that story and say, come see a man who changed my life. Come see a man who wrought a work in my life. Come see a man who worked a miracle on me. I need something unusual. Hallelujah. The disciples, they began to get upset. This is what the Bible says. As this woman poured it on him, the disciples began to get upset. The Bible says to the point where they were furious. The Bible said they had indignation. They were not pleased with what this woman was doing. Not because she was in the presence of Jesus, which again was probably considered out of order, but because she took something that they viewed as valuable. And in their eyes, she made, uh, here's that word again, waste of it. They were upset. Sister Annie, they were upset. They said she made a waste of this. They declared that what this woman was doing was a waste. They identified her actions as wasteful, unnecessary, not viable, not lawful. She took something that had value and wasted it on Jesus. They began to fuss and raise their voices and exclaim that the ointment could have been sold. Sold, the money could have been given to the poor. They said it was simply a waste. But this woman was not moved about how they classified what she was doing. 
I believe that she was probably thinking to herself, you can call it what you want. Call it a waste if you want to, but I'm just here to make this waste work for me. I've got one shot to bless the Lord today with all that I have, and I'm not leaving the way I came. I just came by today to encourage your hearts. I just came by today to increase your faith. I just came by today to lift your spirits, to tell you that whatever has been considered waste in your life, you've got to make the waste work work for you see I believe that everything that this woman was rep that everything that this woman represented everything that was a part of her sister Diddy was in this alabaster box that's why it had to be a special box made of precious material because in it was a special ointment that represented more than just something to pour on Jesus's head I believe that from everything she pondered in her heart to everything that she spoke from her mouth was represented in that box I'm just crazy enough to believe that from everything that she wanted to try to everything Everything that she did accomplish was represented in that box. From everything that she conquered in her life to everything that she failed at, I just believe was represented in that box. From every dollar that she made to every single dollar down to the nickel and the penny that we don't even make in Canada anymore was represented in that box. From every smile that she gave to every tear that she cried was represented in that box of alabaster. From every emotion that she experienced everyone that walked out in her life every grateful thought was represented in that box everything that this woman wanted to give to God was represented in that box see I just want to imagine in my mind that she probably wasn't rich no she wasn't pushing a Maserati she wasn't driving the top of the line Tesla Living in a house on, if I can help, you know, like Bishop used to say, on Buggy Lane. But what she had, everything she had, she knew she had to give it to Jesus. And they called it a waste because they did not know this woman's story. Uh-huh. The disciples, they called it a waste because they didn't know her journey, because they did not know her struggle, because they did not know the posture of her heart toward Jesus and how he changed her life. They called it a waste because they did not know the mercy that she found in knowing Christ. So, since they called it a waste, since they called it a waste, the woman decided to make her waste work for her. Since that's what you want to call my life, since that's what you want to call my failures, since that's what you want to do everything that I have to give to God, you want to call it a waste, I'm going to make it work for me. So whatever you're going through today and whatever you're dealing with today, people are not always going to understand what you're experiencing and why you're taking the posture that you have taken. I don't know about tomorrow and I cannot even guarantee you this afternoon I don't have the power, but is there anyone today who realizes in today's service right where you are right now in the presence of the Lord this may be my last shot this may be my last chance this may be my last opportunity to get God's attention it may be my last chance to pour my praise on God it may be my last chance to glorify the one who I know is worthy of the praise it may be my last opportunity to glorify the Lord with what I have see you might you may not like the way I praise God and you may not like how I give to God you may even say that what you know about my life is a waste you may think there's no, there's no reason for me to run the way that I run 
You may think that there's no reason for me to wave my hand the way that I wave my hand. Uh-huh. You may think that there's no reason for me to bless the Lord the way that I bless the Lord. But the truth of the matter is you don't know the cost of my praise. You don't know what it took for me to muster up this praise to God today. You don't know how much it took for me to open my mouth and say I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. Uh, hallelujah. You don't know the cost. So if you want to say how I bless the Lord with my filthy hands. If you want to say that it's just a waste, then go ahead and say it's just a waste. I'm going to make my waste work for me today. If you want to say that my life is in shambles and if you want to say we know what you've been through and we know what you've been exposed to and we know your business and you want to call me this and you want to call me that, just go ahead. I'm going to make my waste work for me. Lord, I am but filthy rags in your presence but with the opportunity that I have today, I'm going to bless you with all that I have. I said with all that I have. I'm yours Lord. Everything I am. Everything I've got. Even everything I'm not. It all belongs to you today Lord. I lift my filthy hands because these are the hands that have not always held the right things. These are the hands that have not always done the right things. But with all that I have I'm going to make these filthy hands work for me today. I stand on these dirty feet because my feet have not always walked where they should be walking. My feet have not always done what they should have been doing. Sometimes my feet kick against the rock from which I know I should have been doing. So call it what you want. You can talk about these feet if you want to and call them waste. I'm going to make my waste work for me. Hallelujah. I open my unrighteous mouth and that's the one that'll get us in trouble. I said I open up my, un my unrighteous mouth and that red rag called the tongue because there's some things that I did with my mouth that I shouldn't have done. There's some things that came out of my mouth that should not have come out of my mouth. I'm just being honest. Some of you are looking at me like you never said anything that was crazy. But I know what I used to say and I know what I used to do and I know how they talked about me and told me he was never going to be anything today and they called my life a waste because I had a filthy mouth but on today because the Lord has redeemed me I'm going to make my waste work for me I'm going to make it work for me I'm going to make it work for me and proclaim the goodness of the Lord proclaim the goodness of the Lord proclaim the goodness of the Lord I'm going to make this mouth work for me I'm going to make this mouth work for me hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I give you everything. I give you everything that I have today, Lord. I give you my success. Even my failure belongs to you. Lord, sometimes I intentionally made a mess of my life. But here I am today with an alabaster box of praise. And I'm giving it to you. And while people are looking at my life, and Crystal, while you suffered embarrassment in the public eyes, and a lot of people considered that you were wasteful and no good any longer, make the waste work for you. Make it work for you. Make it work for you. Make it work for you. What the world calls what you endured. Let me say that again. I said what the world calls what you endured waste. What the world calls it a waste. You had to experience that to get to this. Ah! Let me, let me stop for a moment. Is there anyone who's ever been embarrassed publicly? 
I mean, stop and think about it. You made some mistakes, or something came up that you didn't plan, and you were embarrassed before your family. Has the Lord ever allowed you to be embarrassed or to be shamed? And people talked about you. Some of you, some of you still have challenges today because the pe your family members told you when you were a child you were never going to be anything. And look what the Lord has done for you today. Some of us still suffer from those words that our parents said or the words that our parents did not say because some of us couldn't find our parents. And we thought we were never going to be anything. We thought we were never going to be any good. But when the hand of the Lord comes upon your life and the blood washes you clean, look what he'll do. He'll raise you up from the miry clay and turn you around and you can let the waste work for you because you had to go through that to get to this. Give God a praise. Hallelujah. 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 Make your waste work for you. And I'm almost done. In every life, some rain must fall. And I don't know if it was a light rain. And I don't know if it was a heavy rain. I don't know if you're experiencing a tsunami in your life. And I don't know if you're experiencing a monsoon. But the rain had to fall in order to get you to this place today. I said everything in your life was allowed and orchestrated to bring you to this place of faith today. Had anything ever changed in your life? Had one second of your life ever been any different? You might not be here today. So everything, Yolanda, that you experienced in your life, it had to happen for a reason to bring you to this place of faith today. I said this moment that we sit in, thank God for this moment that we sit in, in a free temple where we can come into the house of God and we can lift up holy hands before the Lord and we can cry before the Lord and we can say, Abba, Father, oh Lord. Lord, I said you ought to be thankful that what you went through then has brought you to this place of now. Everything in your life, it was allowed and orchestrated to bring you here. And anytime you serve the Lord, you've got to understand that the pain that you endured is filled with the promise. I said the pain that you endured, it comes with the promise. When you serve the Lord, Sister Sasha, pain is not just pain, but pain comes with the promise. That means he's going to turn it around on your behalf that means he allows pain to come to make his put me back where I was if I go up you just peek me where I was thank you very much the Bible declares I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten and the canker worm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm you see some of us we've had bugs come into our life and begin to eat up the leaves the fruit from the tree that the Lord planted us on the caterpillar just came in and munched 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 but this is the year of restoration I said this is the year of restoration and for those of you who have lost leaves because the caterpillar came in and because the palmer worm came in and because the locust and the larva came in and ate up your stuff God's going to allow your tree to grow this year and grow bigger than ever before and God's going to allow leaves to grow and God's going to allow what? fruit to grow fruit is going to be the representation that God has done it again fruit is going to be the representation it's going to be the physical manifestation that God has turned it around in my life. You need to make the waste work for you. Hallelujah. What the world sees as waste, God is using to bring you to a place of deliverance in him. God is saying, co-pastor, that the time that you've invested, God is saying that the time that you endured will never be wasted. See, even sometimes in our own minds, we think that what I went through or what I endured was just a waste of time. Why did I do that? Why did I love? Why 
Why did I commit? Why did I give when I didn't have to? But God is saying today that the love that you invested in and the love that you have given will never be wasted. You just need to make the ways to work for you. God is saying that the commitment that you stood by and the sacrifice that you gave will never be wasted. Make the ways work for you. God is going to bring you to a place of recompense. Do I have a witness today? God is going to bring you to a place of restoration. You ought to be rejoicing right now. God is going to bring you to a place that nothing you've experienced, nothing that you've endured, nothing that you've invested, nothing that you've given, no matter how you've loved, no matter what you've lost, is going to be wasted. I said it's not going to end up on the street when Pickering comes through to pick up the trash this week. I said it's not going to end up on the street when Pickering comes through to pick up, pick up the recycling this week. Nothing's going to be wasted. It's going to be used for his glory. Can I get a witness? Is there anyone willing to give God? Thank you. Keep me right there. Is there anyone willing to give God your waste today and say, God, take the waste because I know you're not going to mess it up. Hallelujah. Let me qualify it. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation. Saying, to what purpose is this waste? What purpose is this waste? Isaiah 51 and 3. I'm going to read it again. Hallelujah. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. Oh, see, See, because I've been talked about. I made some mistakes. I've even wallowed in my own self-pity. I've even said, you're a failure. What did you do? Why did you do that? You meant well, but then when you got in the situation, you messed up, you jacked up, you did everything wrong. Did the best I could do. There were times when things happened to me, and if you can relate, then you can relate. If you can't, then hear the word and be inspired. But the Bible says, for the Lord shall comfort Zion. After the disciples have looked at what you, the disciples, meaning your peers, your community, your co-workers, your family members, after they've looked at your life and said, to what purpose is this waste? The Bible says, for the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places. Oh. That means God's going to cover everything that happened to you that wasn't deemed good. When we serve the Lord, that means that everything that doesn't look good, God is going to cover. And not just cover, God is going to comfort, which means there can be healing for your soul through what you've gone through and what you have endured. It says, and he will make her wilderness, what, like Eden. And her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness. Not sadness, not shame, not bitterness. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This year, the year of restoration, mm-hmm. God is going to make the wilderness that you travail through look like Eden. That means it's a place of plenty. 
not wilderness, a place of security, not wilderness, a place of provision and a place of prosperity. You've got to make the waste work for you. Come on and get with me now. This year, the year of restoration, God is going to turn the desert that you've been isolated in into the garden of the Lord. I can't make this stuff up. It's in the word of God, full of plenty. Thank you. Full of his love, full of that which you need to fulfill your purpose in the earth. Who wants to fulfill their purpose in the earth? Well, you can't do it when you're broken and you're bittered and you're suffering and you can't can't see above your situations what you've got to do is take the waste and make it work for you have you ever had a steak that was so good and I love steak I have four members in my household and all four members love steak I think we could eat steak every day if we had the opportunity to although we we know it's not the best but have you ever had a steak that was so good and have you ever had a steak that was so juicy and have you ever had a steak I'm making my own self hungry right now that was so rich in flavor do you know why it was like that I said do you know why that steak was like that I've got a revelation behind it I'm not just talking about food it was because it wasn't because that meat was so flavorful by itself next to the meat is something called next to the meat which is the muscle of the steer that we eat are several layers of fat I said there's several layers of fat next to the meat mixed into the muscle. The fat many times is cut off because it is considered waste. The fat many times is trimmed because it is considered unhealthy. The fat many times is disregarded because they feel you don't want to eat that. Nobody wants to chew on a piece of fat all the times. It is considered no good and it is considered unnecessary. Stay with me. I know where I'm going. But the fact remains that the best flavor steaks in the world much like the wagyu steak which is, which is a Japanese cut which is the most expensive beef in the world it is the most precise beef in the world much like that steak the best flavored steaks in the world are prepared with a little bit of fat the best steaks if you didn't know are prepared in butter because it is the fat that gets in the very thing that has been disregarded mother brother Chris it is the fat it is the marbling it is the layers of the fat that is with in the meat so I've came by, come by today to encourage you to make the waste work for you that's right if you love a steak like I do then you make the you make the waste work for you it is the fat that gives it the rich flavor so it is the trial that gives me my anointing I said it is the persecution that gives me the victory if you don't go through anything you'll never have the victory so the next time you sit down to have a nice piece of steak thank God for the fat that's in the steak because is what's giving you the flavor the persecution is what's giving you the victory you've got to make the ways work for you don't think that because your life is in shambles it's lifeless don't think that because you failed more times than you can that you can't recover don't think that because things didn't pan out the way you wanted them to your life is a mess don't think that because your life doesn't line up with the plan that you saw see some of us especially women we have a plan for our lives want to get an education by a certain time women watch that biological clock they say I want to get married by a certain time I want to have children by a certain time I want to do 
do whatever by a certain time, but life doesn't always pan out the way we planned it. So if life hasn't come out the way you wanted it, don't be dismayed. Don't be tired. Ah, don't get tired with God. Don't think that you cannot continue to live life and live it abundantly. Pick yourself up. Square your shoulders. Look at the cards that you've been handed, whether it's considered waste or not, and make the waste work for you. We know that all things work together for good, so make the waste work for you. No longer will the enemy be able to keep us in a place of shame. No longer will we allow the enemy to keep us bound no more. No longer, no longer, no longer will the enemy have the victory over our lives, but I'm going to take what has happened to me, and I'm going to make it work for me. My trials and my tribulations have come to make me strong. God, so I thank you for the fat in my stake. God, I thank you for the fat in my stake. I thank you for the fat that's layered in my stake. The strongest people in the world are the ones who take what has happened to them and make something greater. I said the strongest people in the world are the ones who take something that has happened to them and make themselves greater. Yeah, it's a true fact. It might be a popular statement, but my haters make me greater. I said my haters make me greater. It's true. It's true. My haters, I see you, Abigail, make me stronger make me greater. The best bartender in the world is the one who can take a bag of bitter lemons and make a sweet glass of lemonade. So if you've been handed a bag of lemons today, take the sweetness of the Lord because Jesus is our sweet, sweet bread. I said take the sweetness of the Lord. He gets sweeter as the day goes by. Take Jesus Christ, the sweetness, and put it in your bag and make a big bag of lemonade. Put some ice on it. You can add a little something, something to it too if you want to, but take it and drink that lemonade and rest in the Lord. Make your ways work for it's for my good. I said it's for my good. Can I get a witness in the room? I said it's for my good. Alicia think about what happened to you. Think about what you've gone through sister Tessa. Cindy what have you endured? It was for my good. Elder Jameer everything that you've had to endure and you've gone through some things in your life. I don't even know all your story but it was for my good. Is there anybody in the room today if I have to I'll go around and call each person name by name but you ought to be responding right now to the fact that it worked out for your good. It didn't kill you. It didn't wipe you out you're still here today to testify I gotta stay right there it worked out for my good everything that car accident that the enemy designed to kill me worked out for my good when I was 10 years old standing in front of a, in front of a loaded shotgun in front of my drunk daddy who was trying to shoot my mother if the enemy would have had his way he would have taken that gun shot me my mother and had my daddy kill himself but it worked out for my good I said it worked out for my good every tragedy everything that has happened you might be dealing with the pain of emotional neglect and you might be dealing with the pain of incest or rape or being violated but it's working out for your good the Bible says that all things work together for the good so take the waste just take the waste come on take the waste stand up all over this room and just take the waste I don't know where the waste is but visually imagine in your mind where the waste is pick the waste up see for me the waste is on the ground so I don't know what you want to do take the waste get the waste one two three get the waste grab the waste take the waste just take the waste and look at it and look at it 
Oh, all those things, all those things. Oh, God said, as long as you give your life to me, nothing you've endured and nothing you've experienced will ever be wasted. So take the waste and make it work for you. I'm going to teach you a little bit of sign language. This is how you sign the word work. Now take the waste, take it and make it work for you. That means God is going to turn it around and make it become something that it was not before. That means God is going to come on, Pastor, be my demonstration. Take it and make it work for you. He said, we talked about it a while ago in Jeremiah 18. Cannot I do with you? God wants to make you over. God wants to do a new thing with everything that you've even considered waste. Take the waste and make it work for you. Thank you for joining us. We're the Family Worship Center. Strengthening the family, building the community, serving with love.